Hey there, Guaranteed Video fans. Welcome to our post-mortem podcast episode uh, about Shitty Shitty Bang Bang, or as it's properly known, the amazingly aerodynamic, unleaded, and quadracylindrical fly Um So we're probably just going to call it Shitty Shitty Bang Bang because that's a little bit easier. <laughs> that's a good call. But uh, I'm Neil Ciceriga, and going from Kevin Ryan to Corey, uh, introduce yourselves. I am Kevin James. I... Uh... I guess I wrote this one. I'm Ryan Murphy. I portray Brian, and I shot the drone footage. I'm Corey Tilton, and I was present for a lot of that. You were so underselling what you did for this, Corey. Oh, yeah. I, I blew fans in Ryan's face. You did a lot of incredibly <laughs> helpful lighting work, grip work, and uh, the lighting for this one was very important. Uh, we even did test shoots for the lighting, which sounds insane for a video called Shitty Shitty Bang Bang. <laughs> Neil, you composed the score. Yes. You played Neil in it, and yeah. you also worked on the um, the special effects with me. Yeah, and I also, I, I forget, what was the context of um, coming up with the short that, that led directly into writing the script? Do you remember? Uh, we were brainstorming last summer, uh, trying to come up with a succinct joke, <laughs> just something we could make, because... I don't know, we had just, the last thing we had done that was a skit was Beyond Believability Factor Fiction, which was like seven or eight skits in one, which it was such a big shoot. We wanted a shorter shoot. <laughs> and uh, this, honest to God, this, this shoot was real simple. It was basically a day with a bunch of small pickups later to uh, finish the effects out. But the idea, the germ of the idea came from, I thought it'd be funny if we did a flying car video where the car ran out of gas or stalled and didn't fall and we called no attention to it. And I told you guys, you all thought it was funny. And I spent mm -hmm. 15 minutes writing it <laughs> and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like when you came up with the idea, I remember like really stressing, like the core of the humor has to be that this is kind of an unwinnable situation. Your car's not falling, but you will if you leave the car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, how, how are you going to get down? Unless you have rope, yeah, which, which we don't. That rope joke. Ah, oh God. The, the Swiss Army rope, which I think that, I don't know, I imagine I went on Amazon to order rope, saw that there was red and white rope, and went, it'd be kind of funny if it was Swiss Army rope. Because when you say Swiss Army, everyone thinks of a Swiss Army knife that can do many things. Rope does one, and we leave it behind. It can't do its I one mean, job. That's why they had to invent the knife, so they could cut the rope, <laughs> they could I suppose. cut the rope, yeah. Now, yeah, last uh, spring, many moons ago, I first got uh, a Mavic Air, uh, a really cool drone that could shoot in HD and in 4K. And uh, I showed it to Kevin first, and he went, uh, we've never been able to get this kind of aerial footage before. We just, it was way outside of our, uh, either we rented it, you know, or we got it from some website, we had to pay for the rights to use it. But the fact that we can shoot aerial from wherever we bother to go to means, like, this opens up our ability to... To do so many things. And you were disciplined with it. Like, you, you've you used a drone a good amount for work and, and for fun, too. And when you and I got together the first time, I mean, I'd be, I've, I've been around drone footage shoots before, but I just watched you operating it and thought, wow, this is like a new tool in the toolbox. This would marry really well with this stupid flying car idea, <laughs> which really was just flying car doesn't fall when it stalls out. Um, so, yeah, Ryan, Corey, and I got together. 
once shot a bunch of footage around Silver Lake High School because we needed a backdrop where the car could come to a stop. And we needed something vertical, like something tall. And we couldn't go into the city to get like skyscrapers in the background. And I didn't want to use stock footage. I wanted it to be all Ryan footage. <laughs> and uh, that water tower, I thought it was a good it was a good indicator of height. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good for the composition. And we, we took that shot. It wasn't even shot in 4K at the time. Because I think the first time we went out to get footage, Ryan, the SD card was a slower speed. So you could only shoot 1440p, I think. Yes. I know this is so exciting to listen to, but we ended up running it through this crazy upscaler to get like an 8K version of it. <laughs> so we could like move that shot around and do a bunch of things with it later for all the after effect shots we had to do later when like it's like sunrise and sunset and when it's the middle of the night and all that. Um, we reuse that shot a lot. Yeah. I remember yeah, we definitely push it to its limits. <laughs> when you were originally telling me about the idea and telling me about the drone footage, Kevin, and how you were going to do all this, I remember thinking thinking to myself, wow, this sounds like a ton of work and he's taking on a lot. And you were kind of downplayed the amount of work that it was going to be. <laughs> and I was like, man, he must just like, he must, he knows what he's doing. He's done this all the time. And <laughs> <laughs> it's it's easy peasy for him because he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to fly up here. We're going to do this. And then I'm going to green screen this. And we're going to like have him hanging out the window here. And I'm going to shoot this in the day and this in the car and this a day for night. And and then once everything was shot and you started editing, I was like, oh, no. It, now it, he sees. It, now, now it is. Now, okay. it, it's not as easy as <laughs> he originally made it out to be. Ryan and Neil have seen, I don't know if I want to call it willpower, but they've seen that like, is it encourageable? The amount of... <laughs> easily motivated willpower i i find i'm like no 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 this is a great idea let's just do it let's just do it i honestly think the actual production of it was real easy it was genuinely fun in a way that oh yeah these videos sometimes can't be because we're trying to get so much coverage and so many angles in like an eight hour period before the sun disappears this though the meat and potatoes of it was one full day of ryan and neil in the car in a garage and i i had bought a bunch of new lights i really wanted the light to feel motivated by the sun I wanted like Ryan and Neil not just to be like the to be in like really hard contrasty shadows. I wanted like okay, we have like a really nice soft fill for the sun, and uh, but but it's like when it's like you know um, uh, having ambient uh, reflections within the car, but then we have really harsh light just outside the car doors. So if Ryan puts his arm up on the car door sill, you see a really bright light source, the sun hitting him. Um, we even did a test effect shot. It's the shot where Ryan leans out the car and yells hello. To that man below, and that man below was my father, by the way. We finally got Jeffrey James That's right. in a guaranteed video. <laughs> the editing was just, oh, God, daunting, depressing at times. We shot in August last year, and the opening yeah. scene, I hate the opening scene. And it's not you. Ryan and Neil are so goddamn funny. But the jokes about, like, stimulus money and stuff like that feel so dated and obnoxious we didn't really ping pong or like do any crit about the script. Like, yeah, just let's just shoot it. Let's just shoot it. Let's just shoot it. Well, in the summer, we had talked about does this exist in this ridiculous, barely PG thirteen campy universe of like the new kids, if you will, verse. Is the pandemic existing or is this escapes is nonsense? And the answer is we can do both. But no, we're going to acknowledge <laughs> because remember, at August, before anyone had a vaccine, before the vaccine was available to the public or at at all, um, 
we were already proactively thinking of comments of they're together without masks. That's that was the first thing we discussed yeah, was, that was a big are we going to wear masks or not in this video? And how do we go about making sure that we film this safely? And do we exist in the universe where COVID's happening right now? COVID is happening right now or not? And we went, yes, it exists. We cut uh, more than one COVID joke in poor taste. <laughs> But, I think the joke was literally just one of us at the beginning says like, ah, oh, beautiful day. Yes, the virus is cured. Yep. What did you do yep. with your, yeah. That was the one line. Yep. Yeah, uh. but, but it felt very on the nose. And the longer it took to edit it, I mean, the one thing that really anchors it to the 2020-21 axis is the, the stimulus money. Because yeah. that's how he got the flying car. Well, how did they get a flying car? I don't know. Everyone got stimulus money. Ryan bought rope and Neil <laughs> bought a car that could fly. <laughs> yeah. Because you assume they get the same amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the Swiss Army. <laughs> it's a really yeah. good rope. <laughs> he leaves it in the woods. The uh, Look, the car was used. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll say one more thing about editing about why it took so long because I knew I knew it would come up because I just kind of like when I think back to this video in a couple of years, I'm gonna remember. God, it took like eight months to edit this. It really was a matter of we got all the everything shot. We had a really fun day filming it. Um, it, it was like a good shot in the arm. Speaking of vaccines. Just like, wow, that was like a really fun time making that because we did it right and we had the, the, the right amount of crew. Um, and like, you know, Ryan and Neil in the car had a monitor. They could always see what was going on. It was, we did it right. We did it the right way. Uh, we even have to be outdoors and it looked like you're outdoors. There's a lot of green screen in it that doesn't look like it's being green screen. But when I went to edit it, I realized we had overshot it. Um, we had too much coverage. We had too many takes. We didn't have any storyboards going into it, despite how measured like the effects were going to be. Um, so there was just a there was so many variables and so many moving pieces. It was like having the ingredients and no recipe and being told to cook something. Um, yeah. So it just every time I sat down to edit it, I would put like a day of editing into it, and you still couldn't really see a scene, and it was really frustrating to me early on. Um, but once once we had a rough cut, uh, it came together much quicker. Yeah. I mean, like, it, I feel like there were kind of like two big bursts. And in the middle, there was kind of a, like, uh, no rush. We're not going to be able to shoot another one of these for a long time. So, yeah. So that kind of also delayed things. But it was a much more complicated uh, After Effects and Premiere project than any of us anticipated, I think. I think it was just po it was polish, right? Because we, we didn't we had a few things we had to film after the fact, like, oh, we really need like an insert of like someone's hand doing this. We need like. Neil came up with this really funny joke where mm -hmm. uh, uh, Brian and Neil uh, go to put their seatbelts on, look at each other and go, nah, like, which is which is a great gag. But we didn't we forgot to photograph you guys putting on your seatbelts in a wide angle because remember we asked there was the, that, the crop sensor button on the camera got hit. So we had one shot where Ryan and Neil were putting on their seatbelts, but because mm -hmm. the crop button got hit on the camera, it cropped out the seatbelts for that one take. And you guys didn't know until we went to the edit. So we didn't have coverage of the seatbelts going on. So I had to go into the car, put on a black T-shirt to look like you guys and shoot an extreme close up of my shoulder, pulling the seatbelt over left, go to the other seat, pull it over the right. Like little things like that just added up. There was there's still to today little inches of it. I wish I could polish up more, but I have to let it go. I have to stop editing this damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Part of that, I think, comes from maybe your lack of confidence in the base idea. Yes. So it's kind of like this has to look as good as possible. Better than a TV so show. Yeah. <laughs> That's like my mark. I was, talk I was talking to Ryan about this earlier. Like, as long as it looks better than like Big Bang Theory or something. Personally, I, I felt like all of the insert shots that are 
at least to me, very obviously not Brian yeah. and Neil, just make it so much funnier. Like when it's obviously like not yes. Neil's hand. Thank I, you. Yeah, I love it. I <laughs> the love Ren and it. Stimpy proportions, if you will. Yeah, my, my dad, my dad's Ryan's hand stand in at one point. My dad's like, "Why do you want me to do this?" My dad's like in his mid sixties. He's clearly not Ryan's hand. I'm like that's funny to us. Like, no, I yeah. love it. Yeah, it, I, we, I almost wanted to put like band aids on my dad's hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, to to me, the longer that stuff sat sat in the edit, and there was always a question of like, will we will be able to go in and use our real hands to do this, or like, could I use my car, you know? But the fact that they're in there and it was made during the pandemic, uh, we'll always think like, yeah, that's how we got around that. We just made a joke out of it, you know? Yeah, we were resourceful and like worked what we had, and um, what the, I I think the actual green screening effects work. Um, I, I didn't think it was that hard. That part wasn't hard. You'd think that'd be the hard part because we did it right on set, right? Um, I did put a ton of elbow grease into uh, cleaning up all the the comps, like all the After Effects work. We even live streamed some of it onto YouTube while we were doing because it, <laughs> yeah, because you know, there's like, what was it? I think we did the what we made a list, Neil. It was like 65 effect shots, seven over 70. I Jeez. thought 78 is sticking out in my head. It, it was, I don't know how many of those are green screen, but most of them, I think. Yeah, and like I just I put I put a ton of time into. Oh, I want I don't want any like weird artifacts that you see even in big budget green screen work i just want it to look as good as possible and you guys both wear glasses and like sometimes when you're looking left and right i took so much pride in going in and rotoscoping inside the glasses you know and and like making sure the refractions looked good because again i didn't love the script but everything else in the video was coming out so good like they're, they're, they're like the acting in it, like not to, just to kiss your guys' asses, but you guys like brought so much charm to this stupid idea. Uh, you conveyed history really well. I mean, it's easy. You guys have known each other for like thirty years, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'll just say that uh, making green screen not noticeable is not that this is like perfect or anything, but oh, yeah. for what it is, you put a ton of work into into little details like you know glasses and stuff that you wouldn't think about that are totally a headache to do mm -hmm. and um yeah it definitely yeah makes the film a nice experience I, mm. I tried really hard to make it not distracting and there's still yeah we, we straight up forgot to put a green screen in the behind a window in one shot of ryan and in one shot of neil and in the shot of mm -hmm. ryan we found some interesting luma key techniques to it looks good in the one with neil we just didn't fix it it's in the video it's when the bats come in the car and you guys are swatting oh, yeah. at the air if you look there, it's like less than a second if you look you can just straight up see like a pickaxe and a rake <laughs> we're in a garage so. it's like yeah but it's something it's like it's positioned in a way that like if we didn't notice it until like three months into editing no one's gonna see it mm. speaking of which let's talk about the sky bats sure. i there now bats. it could have it was mechanically difficult it technically does not add to the story at all, but am I so happy we didn't cut it? Yeah, that that's something that if you're a producer making a good movie, you'd read the script and go, can you cut out the uh, the asinine part that goes nowhere, it comes out of nowhere, and introduces the most taxing part of production? No, we're keeping it. <laughs> we, we want the bats. <laughs> we didn't call them flying rats. We implied the existence of ground bats. <laughs> 
in a world in which they're a threat too, where flying cars don't. Uh, yet it's it could easily be the wily e. coyote logic. If you look down, it falls. But nope, the car is fine. And but we are bound by the rules of gravity. It's just to go back to Skybat. Skybat. You, you guys, yes. you guys look at each other and scream it like. You've heard of sky bats, but you thought like your dad's made it up to like at a campground, like a campfire tale. Like, oh, I thought it was an old wives' tale. Sky bats, like I don't know. It's like I thought. I thought. I thought you guys nailed that joke. And and that was another one when you guys said that that's what you're doing. And again, Kevin, you were like, oh yeah, I'm gonna like put like a swarm of bats coming in the window. And you said it so matter of fact. I'm just like, yeah. oh, apparently that's yeah, okay, sure. You yeah, just no, no, no. you just do just, it. It's easy. All right, sure, whatever. <laughs> a thousand bats will simply fly into the car. <laughs> apparently Kevin does this all the time and it's really easy to do. I, I'm an idiot, the, all right. <laughs> the bat effects fell on me. Well, look at let me in my defense regarding the ambition of uh, the sky bats. Uh we we had a moment when we were making computer fighters years ago. When uh, Neil and I were watching a cut, it was a pretty final cut together, and we were, we were getting coffee, and I said, you know what, man? You ever stop and think, we could make anything. We've done it. <laughs> like, not that that movie's, like, <laughs> a real movie, but, like, there's literally <laughs> nothing we could cook up that we can't do. I mean, since then, we did GameCube controller, and there's Ryan. <laughs> we, we made this video where Neil drives a GameCube around like a remote-controlled car, and we couldn't think of an ending to save our life. And uh, Ryan came up with this idea. It's like, what if like a bald eagle picks it up and brings it back to its nest of other game cubes? And Neil and I were like, yeah, sure. Great. <laughs> it's the best idea I've ever heard. We didn't question having to make that happen. <laughs> so like when Corey's like, how are you going to make bats fly in? I'm like, it's a movie. Like we don't <laughs> Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll use puppets like we'll, we'll figure it out we'll... yeah neil tell us a little bit about the sky bat because when i was when i first read the script yeah. i was picturing in, in my mind's eye more like vague sh- shapes more like the beginning of fear and loathing las vegas the implication of bats we not tried actually that. bats yeah so in order to make the bats i had to use some sort of 3d particle emitter uh, par- par- sorry particle emitter in After Effects, which just shoots, usually it's just a bunch of little dots or stars or something, and you know they follow a certain behavior. But they let you put in textures or images. So I found some blue screen footage of a bat puppet um, from some stock footage website, and uh, I uh, just stuck that into the particle emit- emitter, and it managed to render, you know, like hundreds of them flying very slowly but it did look like a swarm of bats <laughs> yeah um and uh, the first thing we tried was a more cartoony bat image yeah and i think we realized that like oh like something that looks like little you know demonic vampire uh actual creatures would would be funnier so we found that terrible puppet and uh i, I put it in there the puppet was really good <laughs> that when i first saw the puppet like the close-up shot yeah i was like that's actually a pretty terrifying looking bat. That's like a very what what was that from? I should we say? Oh sure, why not? Okay, it's so, the post mortem. This is exactly what people Yes. Thank you, Corey. So there was some made for TV movie starring Lucy Lawless circa nineteen ninety eight called okay. Bloodsucking Bats or I think it's just called Vampire Bats. Vampire Bats, okay. <laughs> and uh I found a library of footage from Sony television that had all the production shot, like all the studio work of these bat puppets. Like there's like a hero puppet. There's a bunch of stunt puppets of these things. 
And it was really low resolution because, you know, standard definition television, right? It was like 640 mm-hmm. by 360. So I ran it through an upscaler, <laughs> a really high, a really nice professional upscaling program. It took a little bit, but then we suddenly had 4K footage of these bat puppets. And when we went to edit it, because we shot so much of this willy-nilly, again, no storyboarding, which is my fault. I should have gotten storyboards together. Uh, my one bit of direction during that scene was like, oh, hey, we should just do a close-up of uh, the hero bat like creeping in like either it's gonna be Coming in the corner at you. yeah we, we i almost wanted to get ryan again and do an insert where we like wetted him down one more time and had ryan like look over his shoulder like bruce campbell in an early evil dead movie and crash zoom on him and then come back to the but we cut that like that um but yeah that was my one bit of direction like we just need like an alpha bat of sorts <laughs> like the stripe gremlin <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm still worried people aren't going to know that you're yelling sky bats because no one's ever said sky bats. <laughs> Sounds like a Pokemon. Yeah, I, th- I think people will. I, one of the last things we did was have that, a conversation about that line, and I went in and tried to record myself like like boosting the sibilance by saying, like, sky bats. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just, like, trying to make sure that it really cuts through and you can tell what's being said. We'll see. One last-ditch solution I had regarding my concern for the legibility of that line was I actually mocked up a really low resolution uh, DVD subtitle. Like it was mm-hmm. just, it basically I wanted the, I had the phrase sky bats come up below Ryan and Neil when they scream it. And it looked like I wanted it to look like a late nineties DVD player. Yeah. <laughs> like, like kind of like crappy, like, you know, like, like, like 480. No anti-aliasing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> crappy looking. And I sent it to Ryan and Neil and you both said, they'll understand. It's fine. You're overthinking. <laughs> <laughs> God, what else is there? Uh, Neil, music-wise, um, God, like, how much elbow grease did that require for you? Um, a little bit. The hardest part for me, I think, was coming up with the first music. I just kind of was grinding my gears on that for a little while because we wanted something that would evoke, you know, uh, chitty chitty bang bang and just kind of like freewheeling 60s fun music mm-hmm. that also felt like you could sing along, the, sing the title along with it. When you said you were re- going to do that, I was like, yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I mean, you you wrote the title. Uh, what's what's the term? Ch- like tr- triambic pentameter or something like that. It's just like <laughs> I wanted a very convoluted fit. title. I thought it was a really fun convoluted. I wanted just marble mouth word vomit. <laughs> well, considering you weren't trying to, it does fit perfectly in a waltz. So I realized, oh, it's kind of a circus font. It's goofy. I'm just going to make circus music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so that's that's how I finally came up with that that part of it. The rest of it was just kind of piecemeal scoring, reacting to the action on screen um, because it's so closely like timed to you know the comedy. It feels like a Looney Tunes score or something. It changes totally. direction every two seconds. Um, but the, I think the, the most fun was doing the, um, like the little montage of us actually flying and waving and smiling um, because I just, yeah, I made it sound like an 80s, you know, Alan Silvestri is what you, you, uh, you commented. Jerry Goldsmith, yeah. You actually got, I hesitate to use the phrase self-conscious, but I don't, I don't know if either of you guys heard this, Corey Ryan. Neil gave me his first draft for the, the flying montage uh, music, and I listened to it. And there was just straight up Back to the Future in it at one point. And Neil didn't know notice. 
Like it, like no, I, I don't. It, 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 like, like you change, you had it, you end up going back and changing like two notes to get rid of it. Yeah, but uh, there was one moment where it cuts to like the wide of uh, what is it, Summer Street in Kingston, um, mm-hmm. and the car is in the left side of the frame. And how to go, Neil? It was like it wasn't exactly. It was just some big horns that kind of like went down, and then if you can hear it in your mind, go da na na na, like it lined up, it, it synced up, like it was like yeah. every like third note. It was close. It it didn't feel like um, the exact score, but it felt like something from the Back to the Future score. Every so comment much would that have been, after you yeah. said it, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And Every so YouTube like, comment. All the comments been, are going to yeah. be about that moment, yeah. so I changed it to something else. Yeah, well, you, I, killed, you killed it again with the music. Yeah, I Thank I you. dug the score a lot because I had only been watching all of this with like the temp music for the longest time. <laughs> I'm sorry, and I was so glad because <laughs> for a while I was like, oh, is he going to do something like this temp music? And I'm so glad you didn't, because it had at times it has this like very epic, like borderline, like Danny Elfman, like, you know, like you're saying, like Back to the Future kind of vibe. Um, but I didn't hear anything that like, you know, sounded spot on to any of that. But um, yeah, I was st- especially the flying music like that was sick. I, I like that a lot. Thanks. We got a real creative charge out of the takeoff moment when we started doing the effects for that because they were unlike a lot of the other effects in the video mm. mm-hmm. um i i went out in the middle of the winter i attached the camera to my car with suction cups and i went to the front of my car and i pushed with all my might down on the suspension of the front of my car and then i released it so you see the suspension of the car expand and i said i'm going to go in and i'm going to rotoscope this and make it look like that's the suspension giving as the car takes off and um, Ryan's acting in that scene when Ryan like grips like the 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 window frame of the car. Uh, you saw that Neil and said, "Oh, you got to complement the uh, the the suspension like as the car takes off. You have to like blow the shot up like ten percent and have the, the the camera artificially move vertically, almost like you feel your own gut sinking the way you do when you go mm-hmm. like down on a roller coaster or something." And that combined with Ryan's acting. And your music, like that fluttering going up, like it, mm. it was way more legitimately effective as an effect sequence than I think we were going to pull up initially. Um, so every t- every now and then we w- we'd be working on this video, and whether it would be like something like that, or your music, or the acting, or the lighting, or like even like arbitrary like extra drone shots Ryan had for the credit sequence, like of like, is it the Sagamore Bridge? Yep. Yeah, like all that stuff. Like we just kind of kept hitting this bar where it was like, crap, we have to keep. Or- mm. I-, I felt at least anyway, crap, we have to keep putting in these tent poles to keep making the thing feel polished and consistent because there was just so many home run moments from beginning to end with this inherently bad script. <laughs> I keep coming yeah. back to it. Um, Ryan, was there any drone stuff in the video that like was particularly hard? Because we did like probably we got together like what three times to shoot drone footage for it. Yeah. Uh, well, interesting. What didn't make it into the cut, because uh, it wouldn't make any sense, but one of the times I went up with the drone, uh, my drone, the Mavic Air, got attacked by a big swarm of bees. <laughs> bees Whoa. do not like that thing. Between Sky bees. Sky yeah. bees. <laughs> Kevin, can we just AD? <laughs> I was... Are the, are the bees like, it's taking our jobs or something like that? <laughs> I don't... Between the noise it made, I, I actually think it's a self-defense thing. I think that they don't know what the hell it is i think it sounds enough like a swarm of bees that they're like this is our territory get out mm. the way that yeah in my limited experience dogs do not like this thing oh yeah it's it moves too much like a 
yeah, the machine that the the living things do not like. It doesn't move right. It doesn't fly right. Birds don't care. Uh, a lot of wild animals don't care. Wild turkeys don't care. Dogs just hate the noise it makes. Mm-hmm. And it turns out the bees do too. Uh, something worth clarifying in our drone footage. We fly over a hill in Duxbury. We see a little bit of Duxbury, Massachusetts. To the south, we see Kingston and Plymouth. And a little to the north, we see a tail end of Marshfield. That is Miles Standish of the mm-hmm. early Plymouth Colony, because we uh, grew up here That's in the, the South Shore, Kingston. That is the not... The statue, specifically. Yes, there's a statue of, uh, of Miles Standish. It's a Miles Standish Memorial. That is not Governor Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, that Miles Thank Standish you. Monument... I'm so sick of people calling it Governor Bradford. <laughs> you, that that Miles Standish Monument has been in a few of our older videos, right? Yep. It was in... Um, Obviously, it was in the finale of No Place Like Home. Yep, like uh, like most young filmmakers, like this doesn't cost any money, uh, and yeah, it's <laughs> it's also not that popular. There's not a lot of people around. I want. I you say, can see it from a lot of places down in Plymouth and Kingston. Grays Bingo. Beach. I was at Grays Beach the other day taking some um, bird photos, and uh, I could see it clear as day across the water. Um, when I watched that montage. Um, you compared it to Alan Silvestri, Corey. You mentioned it had a bit of like a Danny Elfman feel. I thought when it gets really um, not whimsical, but kind of majestic when you see the uh, Miles Standish monument, it reminded me a lot of the Snowman, that uh, eight, uh, '80s animated David Bowie. Well, David in d- one yeah, version. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful animated film. It always gets me. It's an amazing film. Just look it up on YouTube. It's so good. That music getting legitimately majestic, plus the shots that Ryan got of Miles Standish. I know what you mean. I, I've made this, I made this joke the other night that it feels like, um, like the, um, travelogue. Yeah. Or that it feels, yeah, it feels like the travel board for Kingston produced this. <laughs> like mm. it's not a town you'd visit as a, you know, on vacation. <laughs> That's where we'll film Springfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We did a uh, a test shoot, like I mentioned earlier, where Corey, Ryan, and I got together, and we wanted to see if we could pull off the green screen work outside. And it was a great move to do a test shoot because we pulled it off, the shots looked good, but getting the green screen to be stationary and evenly lit was a pain in the ass because the sun was moving. But Corey brought these, was, were they carpet dryers? What, what was the fan thing you brought? They're... I think they're supposed to be like, like you said, like carpet dryers or like floor drying fans. I just like from being in like bands and music stuff, I just, everyone I know buys these for like, like the drummers always buy them or like different members in the band just for like live concerts where it gets like hot on stage. Yeah. Um, But the other thing was it, it, we did that in August and it was so hot. Yeah. Yeah. Blasting Ryan with the fan, getting his hair blowing in the wind. I was so happy with the way that shot came out. But that's when we decided, you know, let's shoot the car in the garage because I think we even like hooked up an air conditioner like the morning of in the garage. Like, let's just make this. That's right. You yeah. did. You mm-hmm. did. Yeah. To get a lot of Gatorade, make sure it's nice and comfy. Treat yeah. the people you're working with with respect when making stupid movies. <laughs> did we have to order a pizza at one point? Probably. We definitely we ate. Have. <laughs> and I have no, I have no I, strong I, memories of what we ate. We have we, to have. There was a pizza joint in Kingston down the street from Kevin's uh, parents' house that we went to. Napoli's probably? Probably Napoli's. Napoli's pizza yeah. is still good. Oh. Nice. If I were to have a positive takeaway, or rather, no, a takeaway. <laughs> if I were to have a takeaway of this, it would be, I'm so glad that shitty, shitty Bang Bang is finally going to be enjoyed by our patrons and then the world beyond. For all our patrons at home, 
thank you, thank you, thank you. We couldn't do it with it. We really couldn't do it without you. And I am not a religious man, so I'm not praying. But if I was going to pray, I would hope that Dick Van Dyke doesn't die this week, so everyone thinks we're making fun of him or something. Oh, my God. Because we, we, so we, we love Dick oh Van Dyke. My, oh, my God. This video doesn't come out for another 48 hours. <laughs> now he's totally going to die. Oh, God. He's not gonna, oh, he's, he's, he's so old. He oh, no, it's 72 hours. It's three days. No, he could totally die. That's then we're covering <laughs> our bases. He's almost 100, I'm sure. He's really old. He's in his 90s. Wow. Kevin, and can we you have love a version him. prepared? Oh. Put in a disclaimer. Even if he doesn't die, just put a text that says, wait, uh, Dick Van Dyke was alive when we made this. Yes. You want yes. that at the end? You want that at the end instead of, wait, wait <laughs> hold on. That's terrible. You guys want me to go in? Okay. Is this what you're suggesting? You know at the end where it says no one wishes to take credit for this script? Should I change that to say Dick Van Dyke was alive when we made this? No, 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 no. no. The filmmakers do not wish to disrespect the memory of Mr. Van Dyke by parodying his film. (laughs) He's probably going to live another like five years. Have any of us seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? I never all the way through. (laughs) What? We just knew there's a flying car. I love that movie. I know there's a fan. I know there's the creepy villain. There's yeah, a there's the a lot of catcher. creepy there's there's a lot of creepy villains. That move that's oh. one of those movies that's like four hours long or something obnoxious. Like <laughs> that's that. why I haven't watched it. Yeah, there's so many like there's three movies in that movie. Why it's, the fuck would you watch a children's movie for that long? I don't know. It, the movie has an intermission. What? Wow. It's one of those movies that if you bought it on I have it on VHS and it's like two VHSs. They were still figuring out movies at that point cuz you're right Neil. Why would you make a children's movie longer than like 80 minutes? It's riding the coattails of Mary Poppins. That's why yeah, we got yeah Dick it's Van on Dyke. the heels of he Mary can Poppins. Sing, he can dance. Again, we but all Mar- love Dick Van Dyke. Mary Poppins is a nice digestible length though. We have one we yes. have one thing we didn't talk about. Yes. Uh the yeah. uh, toy car. Uh, oh yeah. Cuz yeah. we talked a few ways about doing that and uh I drive a 2014 Chevy Cruze, black, very common car. I knew we'd have no trouble finding some sort of model for it. I was surprised when we took to eBay, there was no like one eighth, one quarter, one fifth scale models. We just had to get like a Matchbox car. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's well, it, it's like a it's like a Toyota though, the one you got, right? It just happens to look enough like it that you might not notice. <laughs> well, yeah. What what there was I, on eBay, there was a it was like Matchbox size version of like uh, your car, but like a year before or something. Yeah. And I just thought it needed to be a little bit bigger. The one I found was. Um, uh, it was like I think a it was an Audi. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I covered up the logo with some tape, and I shot it against a green screen at various angles. Um, but I didn't really have like the right kind of lights or lenses to to properly do miniatures. So what you see in the movie are basically still images that I kind of manipulated to look faux 3D. Yeah, that was a good that was a good technique to go about it with. I think you you have that 24 mil Sigma. Uh, mm-hmm. macro that's I, I love that lens it's like it's, it's basically a macro uh, it's like probably my favorite lens you've got um, and you, there was also a sunroof on that car that you had to cover up with some masking tape I think. <laughs> oh right? yeah no I, I had like a roll of electrical tape next to me that happened to match the paint on the car so it was pretty easy to to hide some details um, I, I was, yeah. for a couple shots of the car I just replaced the undercarriage uh, with a photo of a real car undercarriage um, and I just kind of like, you know, like positioned it in a way that looked like it was attached to the toy car. 
Yeah. And uh, it looks all right. You you were worried that it was going to look way too... MST3K. <laughs> like, yeah, it, I, yeah. I, I, I think I said at one point, like, direction-wise, it can't look intentionally bad, you know? It can be confident mm-hmm. and not be perfect. We toned down some of it. When you provided me the assets, uh, your photographs, like your sequences, like basically the animations, you, I guess you'd even call them, like the sequence of photographs where it looks like it's driving, you know, mm-hmm. um, or coming to a stop. Um, I went in and I did some work to like add some weight to it, like slow it down and interpolate some frames and stuff like that just to make it, everything feel heavier. Th- there was one really cool effect. Ryan, when you, when you did, um, we did a few shots at the water tower at Silver Lake where you, you took off and you did like one where you like kind of just like stayed stationary for like 10 seconds. Uh, and you did a few like up and downs just in case we would use them. And we took one of the shots where you ascended and had it recording the entire time. And I, I told Neil, I'm like, hey, why don't you like take a few varying photographs of the toy car from different heights? So the, like the camera. For lines, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What I did for that shot actually ended up being I just – I put the car on a stick stationary and then I put the camera on a tripod yep. and then I lowered the tripod and then I, I reversed that shot, I think. And uh, it, it matched up pretty well. I think we had, yeah, we had to like for the establishing shot at the night. time and yeah, stuff. Yeah. To, yeah. But it ended up, it ended up fitting pretty well. It looks awesome. And you use yeah. an emboss, a cheap emboss effect to give it <laughs> uh, the car like that fake uh, rim light from the moon. Mm-hmm. which was important because I gave you guys intense backlighting mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. night scene. Cause I wanted to look like, like a movie from 1988 or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I did, I did the night shot and I also did like the, um, the burning sunset orange establishing shot as well. So like the ones that like are very like over the top painterly colors, um, not necessarily realistic, but it, it, hides the fact that it's a toy car a little bit. That's something else, Corey, uh, you, you, you lent a big hand in was the, as we call it, the Morticia Adams lighting on Neil's eyes. <laughs> I, oh my God, that scene, when, when, I, when, when I wrote it out, Mike, I, I remember literally mumbling out loud, all right, here's our Ren and Stimpy scene. <laughs> like here's our doom and gloom mm-hmm. moment. Like we're just wetting Ryan down, uh, knowing that in post, I was going to make Ryan's eyes like intensely blue, like I like to do to play off the, the heat like the sauna visuals of the sun setting which makes no sense (laughs) (laughs) but what what did we do Corey? did you like cut like a hole into a piece of cardboard for the morticia yeah we yeah it was like a piece of i think we took it out of the trash in your parents house and (laughs) cut it a little square in it and i had to hold it just a right and i think you like had the camera like under my arm from one direction and you were in another one and made it so Neil had a hard time seeing for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, we were like, okay, Neil, and action. You'd open your eyes, the pupils would get smaller. Yeah. <laughs> I've got uh, to cool off. I, I I adored that so much when you were like, oh, yeah, we're going to do like the sun setting. So they're hot. <laughs> and I'm like, perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, Kevin, you're an idiot or a genius. I can't. <laughs> no, it's one of those things that like makes sense intuitively, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, we've been out there for a long time. You start to get hot after a while. Also, the sun sets. Putting those together doesn't really make sense, but no. it works in a film. <laughs> yeah. But it, it does like visually. And I think once you added like a little bit of movement to the car and like you, you, Kevin, you put, I, I think it was you, Kevin, put in some like really nice creaky noises. Yeah, boat creaking. That I think like really sells that shot, like the the guys 
you know, in like the the life raft out at sea, like for yeah. however long. Mm-hmm. They're not coming up with the solution. <laughs> no one sees them. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Well, yeah. Somehow it ended up being over five minutes. And uh, should we talk about the end? I think we should. Mm. Go for it. Well, by the what I would argue is our second little dipping our toes in the water of pandemic humor is us my little soliloquy my monologue to neil's character neil of if we work hard and we work together and we use our intelligence if we you know use you know rationality over emotion if we use collaboration rather than competition and the answer is you're fucked (laughs) (laughs) they're not gonna make it I, I thought about that when it, when, it, when we were putting it together because sometimes when you make something, I know Neil, you've talked about this a lot with your music. You'll put something together and it's not until the eleventh hour you realize what someone's going to read out of it. Like, mm-hmm. oh wait a minute. And I thought like, is Ryan's speech going to come off like that's playing off of the pandemic stuff? Because we mentioned the pandemic at the beginning, and it's the first bit of information you get about the movie beyond the title is that there's like a pandemic joke. So you just assume it's going to come back at the end. Are, there, are people going to think that this speech? is going to be playing off of that. And it, was, it wasn't it was supposed to be that on the page. It was just like, let's really hang a lantern on the fact that they're not going to get out of this. So it's like, we're going to play inspiring music. It's going to slowly zoom in on Ryan. Ryan's like literally going to grab Neil's arm, like Predator handshake style, like Carl Weathers and Arnold. Like, yeah, yeah, you they're going to do it. Bitch. If we all wear our masks, <laughs> if we all trust science, if we all get a vaccine and fucking no, nope. <laughs> Where do those skeletons come from? Because some people might think that we only had one, but no. I have two skeletons. I I thought that you guys only had one, which was another one when you guys were like, oh, yeah, and then they're both going to be skeletons. I'm like, oh, I'm interested to see how they pull this off. Nope, I have the, the, the primary one is our boy Rodney. The first one's Rodney Dangerfield because he has his eyes. The second one's Steve Bannon. Um, I named that. Yep. Uh, uh, they're both November 1st. So, like, slashing prices after the day after. They're both November 1st, Spirit Halloween purchases. So they're ah. dirt cheap. They've come in handy many times. Worth every penny. We, I, there was I, a... it, was, it was difficult, but I absolutely insisted that the skeletons still be in the exact same hand position. Yep. Mm. Like, like, we died seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're still wearing our glasses. <laughs> so we know which one's the Neil and the Ryan Skell. It's like, yeah, of course it's that. <laughs> that that's one of those like like repetition breeds humor things. Familiarity. You start laughing at a common thing that you've just seen or heard too many times. Like just you've seen so many of this exact like medium close up of Neil, medium close up of Ryan, wide establishing of the two of them. <laughs> like like it's just like this is the visual language of the last three minutes. <laughs> Now here they are as skeletons. It's over. <laughs> at at one point, I heard discussion of the sound of flies buzzing. Neil didn't like scene. the bu- Neil didn't like the fly buzzing. I'm still up in the air whether it would have been funny or absolutely not funny at all. But it's it's good how it is. I think we'd have to get a bunch of flies and a microphone. <laughs> I'm actually just- glad. We, uh, we didn't do... I had a suggestion that after the credits, there's a half-second shot, the car just blows up. Just insult to injury. Like, that's too much. So many people it's have... too much. So many people... I showed it to my friend Phil Healy, great guy, uh, the other night, just like, hey, did you notice anything out, out of the ordinary? And he said, it's too bad you didn't film an ending where you just saw a bunch of car wreckage on the ground with, like, two corpses, like, smushed. 
<laughs> like that's a really dark ending, but yeah. like everyone wants to see you guys eat it at the end of this for some reason. Is it gonna be like the 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 Rocco, you know, Rocco's Modern Life, the Suckomatic that like there's this the sky is littered with cars stuck in motion. Like yeah. this is how the humans that this is the end. This is it. They're not gonna make it. I like the idea that you guys and that car are gonna be up there forever. <laughs> but I also like the idea that. And I think this was something you added in Kevin that the plane there's a plane flying yeah, by yeah. like plane, planes decision. are a thing that exists they exist too in this yeah, world yeah yeah there already are flying cars and they're they, called planes but they very much <laughs> do not function like this flying car the odd thing is any other year you'd go out in that field with the drone at that height and look to the sky and you'd see like a passenger airplane with like contrails flying in the background but not this year. <laughs> yeah not 2020 so i uh i found some 4k foot stock footage of uh you know a plane i superimposed it and i quietly mixed in just a distant flight and then i we have to linger on those shots just long enough that you notice because it's so ambient it's like hearing ambient birds chirping or crickets mm. you don't notice it at first because it's such a common sound but it's like we really hang a lantern on there's only two things in this shot a flying car and a plane <laughs> That was a funny image to end the It would like in. if we got rattled by a helicopter going by. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, they, and they don't help. They don't help us. Do we think of any other endings? Was there any workshopping or brainstorming? Like, maybe they do get out. Maybe they try to rappel down. Maybe one of them gets out and forgets about the other one. Like, do we end I, I remember at one point thinking, like, is this actually, like, kind of a fun situation that we that that would be, like, fun to explore getting out of this? And I think we realized, like, it would just take too long and it would be funnier if... We just stuck to the joke, you know? Favorite moment in the whole video for me is easily when Neil opens the door, looks out, and it finally dawns on him that you're doomed. And he sits back down and he just like looks forward. It's Ryan looking at Neil, waiting a second, and then leaning forward to get a slightly better look at his face. Because <laughs> it's like the one bit of the damn movie where something is shown and not told. The audience sees the gears turning in Neil's head but they haven't started turning in Ryan's head just yet. I just thought Ryan's that, like out of focus too. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it, it's, it's wonderful. A, it's a good moment. It's a really good moment. Like uh, uh, again, Ryan, I think your acting in this is so goddamn good. Well, thank you. And, and you brought so much to it and it needed, it needed something. <laughs> but like that beat was the first scene I edited and it gave me so much confidence in um, the cadence of the rest of it. Like, okay, there's like real directing and real jokes here. It's not just gag. I have a question noise. for you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Ryan acting beats, when he's giving his speech and he says, if we just think and taps his head, you added a little bit of a sound effect. Is that still in there? It's in there. It's very low in the mix because I sent it okay. around and I sent it to you guys. I sent it to I showed it to a few other friends and I got wildly different reactions from everybody. Ryan was like right in the middle. Ryan said, didn't make me laugh, whatever. Like he wasn't like mad about it. But I, I, I think, Neil, you were like, unsure about it you wanted it quieter i don't know i just think it's how do you not put in like a hollow coconut sound when someone smacks their head and says think like how do you not do that in this video yeah i think when you sent it to me i sent you like a sound effect of like an animated animaniacs like boing and i i was like you, you should you should do a boing and you're like ah, i think i'm not gonna do anything now <laughs> I'm like all right We've, uh, we've, we, we've made a, it was almost a callback. This is such a self-indulgent reference, but in New Kids on the Rock, the Christmas one, where Neil and I have to brainstorm how we're going to save Ryan from the Misery Meister, who's like this wizard that lives in a mountain that froze him. I uh, say to Neil, if we just think, we'll, th we'll save him. And I just 
love the idea that that's like the one action we haven't taken. <laughs> and it's kind of a callback to that beat, I guess. I like that. <laughs> I think my favorite shot from the entire the entire short is Neil face on the steering wheel and his like look of like, oh, maybe there is a chance. And when he takes his face off, just the scotch tape, the sound. scotch tape sound <laughs> and just like his absolute like look of defeat when he is face first on the steering wheel. I yeah. just I absolutely adore that. Oh, one I, I want to comment on what yet again, more just back padding. But uh, in our world, cars sort of act like they do in the real world. I mean, obviously it flies, right? But uh, yeah. Neil revs the engine. I've wanted to do that for years where someone revs an engine by pumping the key, the key, which is like something a six-year-old thinks works. And then when you run out of gas and you look down and you see the E on the gauge, it's the turn signal sound effect. There's like a lot of little accents like that that are just like vague understandings of how cars work. You might think that none of us have ever driven a car based on the way. It's like a child's understanding of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you put gas in the uh, hubcap and the, yeah, there's, it's like you just don't understand how these things work. But all the sounds belong in a car. Uh, so if you're not paying close attention, you won't catch those little uh, those little wrinkles. God, this movie's stupid. It's okay. <laughs> okay, I think we've covered everything we want to cover. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. It has absolutely no search engine optimization or no. pop culture ambulance chase. There's like no one's asking for a flying car video right now. <laughs> what What is the actual like list name on on youtube going it's to gonna be? be shitty shitty bang bang neil and i talked about this like 12 hours ago we we're like oh, what do we like put like asterisks in do we like self-censor and then we found there's a bunch of videos with the word shit in the title on youtube yep. right yeah it might not get recommended to just anybody but that i don't know i feel like we don't get recommended anyway yeah i think that this is the type of content that your viewers and subscribers are looking for I sure hope I hope so, so too, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, hopefully the next one won't take as long to put together. This one, yet again, really fun shoot. I had a really good time shooting this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like a really fun day during a time when it was very hard to have a fun day. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully the next one. Don't let me write the next one, guys. Please don't let me write the next one. Like, if uh, I yeah, if no, I give you guys I'll... a script and I ask for notes, just literally delete the text in the document paste your own script and send it back that's what we have to do next time i get ambitious like we got to make something here's the script guys like that's what we got funny do. if you like turned in your opus it's like legit good <laughs> yeah it's like delete yeah <laughs> i write like groundhog day and then you guys yeah. send me back like shitty shitty bang bang <laughs> two <laughs> this one's got two flying cars <laughs> And they get married in the end. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they get married. <laughs> that probably happened in one of the Herbie movies, right? Yeah, I'm sure. The, yeah. yeah. It's a love bug. Lindsay, Loh <laughs> Lindsay Lohan marries a Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen any of those movies. I always uh, associate them with the Benji movies in my head. Did you know they'd made a ben they made a Benji movie with Chevy Chase? I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. And he dies in the first five minutes and then does a voiceover of the damn dog. And it's like adult written. It's like very adult. There's a lot of what? cursing and like Jane Seymour is in it. 
and there's a lot of scenes where it's implied the dogs like hooking up with Jane Seymour. Ew. This is a real movie. Hmm. <laughs> is this not Karate Dog? I thought this was called Karate Dog. <laughs> no, it's called like Benji Dies or something like that. It was like rated PG-13 and Chevy Chase did it like in the early 80s. Oh, okay. There's a 2004 Karate Dog with Chevy Chase. Jeez, oh, Chevy Chase That's just really, likes dog just, movies. Just his wheelhouse. I mean, first of all, Neil, thank you, thank you so much that at one point in my day was included. Is that not Karate Dog? And I didn't think <laughs> that would happen today, but here we. And yeah, this sounds like a rabbit hole that's worth going down. Of Chevy Chase is a weird thing about talking dog movies. Mm. I'm in, all right. I'll dig maybe a future oh episode God. of Guaranteed Audio. I know uh, John Voight is in Karate Dog as well. It's called Oh Heavenly Dog. <laughs> it's classified as a religious film. Oh Heavenly Dog. Nineteen eighty, and uh, wow. it was definitely when Chevy Chase was like like leading man material. It sounds like a Detective Pikachu. Yeah, man. When I edit this podcast together and it's just this audio with like footage from the movie, what the hell am I supposed to put over? Hey, you know Chevy Chase was in a uh, bench. <laughs> <laughs> Just show like clips from the movie. Yeah, yeah. great idea. Good idea. <laughs> it's a shot of us just like moving around green screens outside, just That's being sweaty. Be. And, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. put in like you know, no, I'm gonna put in like behind the scenes footage from like Terminator Two. Like it looked <laughs> like we like really busted our ass on this. <laughs> Lots of miniatures. I've never, I've never heard this movie mentioned anywhere. Neither yeah, it sounds fake. Oh, have we, we got to save? We'll save it for our next guaranteed audio. Yeah, yeah, that's our next episode of guaranteed audio. <laughs> Another Chevy Chase movie. Another <laughs> shitty <laughs> Chevy Chase movie. <laughs> uh. Audio. I could just see the iTunes reviews. Like, I loved this podcast until it became <laughs> a biannual Chevy Chase movie review show. Oh, yeah, because you, you guys did um, uh, Memoirs, Memoirs of, of Invisible, Invisible Man. Man, which after listening to that, I went out and bought that because my girlfriend had uh, never seen it. And, yeah, Chevy Chase and Sam Neill. Gotta love it. Sam Neill's great in that movie. And uh, is it Daryl Hannah or? Yeah. 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 No one else would take the part. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Daryl Hannah. All right. Don't let me talk about that movie. Poor Benji. Yeah. Poor Benji. Spoilers. He dies in like the first five minutes. Like a car hits him or something. Oh, God. Chevy, right? Not the dog. Oh, I forget how he died. I haven't seen the movie. I just, sorry. (sighs) All right, we should the, stop talking the, about the cat. Sorry, I know, I know, we get, I know, we agreed not to talk about it. But the cast list on Wikipedia is Chevy Chase, Benji, Jane Seymour, Omar, Omar Sharif, Omar Sharif. <laughs> this yeah. has to be wow. fake. No, it's not, real. It's God. real. I, I've seen clips. <sighs> well, uh, be- Benji every, gets the credit. To everyone at home, to our patrons, thank you, thank you, as always. This has been another postmortem. Uh, outro. I'm still Ryan Murphy, Kevin James, Corey Tilton, and Neil Cesariga. Again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to everybody at home, thank you, thank you, thank you. Until next time. (laughs) 